welcome to Equity Girls, a podcast that makes investing easy for everyone. I am Julia and I'm usually with my Equity Girl, Amy. However, she is currently away in Fiji. Coming up on today's episode, we have brought expert Zach on to kick off our crypto series with the basic. We'll be starting right from the beginning, covering what cryptocurrency is, the blockchain, Bitcoin, and Ethereum actually mean. We learn Zach's thoughts on the future of cryptocurrency and what he's currently investing in. Our community is our number one priority. Please support us by following, leaving a review, and join us in conversation on our Facebook group with your investing questions. All resources mentioned in this episode episode will be provided in the show notes. Come and join Amy and myself in this week's episode of Equity Girls. Minus Amy, guys. She is away today, just a disclosure. All right, I'll see you guys in there. Bye. Hi, Zach. We're so excited to have you on the show. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. We're really excited to have you on. All right, so we'll get into today's episode. We're going to be chatting about the basics of crypto. Um, and yeah. so for today's first introductory question that we ask all of the listeners that come on the show, uh, what is your worst investment and best investment and why? Good question, actually. So I'll start with my best investment. Um, I'm kind of a big nerd. I love gaming and that kind of stuff. So back when I was young, I used to play this game called Counter-Strike. And in this game, um, they have like digital items that you can buy. So me being the young person I was very intrigued in these items, I bought them and uh, I actually recently sold them for like a quadruple amount of what I put in. So yeah, that was probably my best investment. Um, investment has to be in crypto. Like as I was starting out and getting really into it, I was doing a lot of research on like micro cap coins. Um, and, you know, it's a very risky investment. So yeah. That didn't go as planned, but I did learn a lot from it. <laughs> what did you learn? Um, to have better like risk management, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all learn that, like learn that in our earlier investments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good thing to keep in mind, definitely. I know. I couldn't agree more. All right, so let's get into today's uh, interview questions. Um, mm -hmm. For the listeners. In your own words, can you explain what cryptocurrency is? Yeah, so very basic cryptocurrency is like any digital currency. So like if anyone has like a basic understanding, Bitcoin is a digital currency. And the way it works Hello? is it uses cryptography. Sorry, you cut it out then. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, no, um, no, keep going. It keeps recording anyway. That's all good. Yeah, so yeah, it uses cryptography to enable transactions, which is just the solving and writing of code. Um, it uses also a decentralized system, which we know as the blockchain yep. to like, I don't know, spread out. So no one can hack the system and that kind of stuff. And if we compare this to like our normal monetary system, um, we have a bank, which sort of does all the processing and that kind of thing. So the blockchain acts as the backbone for the crypto, which just makes it peer to peer. So you eliminate that centralized bank. So yeah, that's basically crypto. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, and what is the blockchain and how does it work? Because you mentioned earlier that like the blockchain acts as the backbone. Can you explain a little bit more detail of like how it kind of works? The intricacies, yeah, yeah. intricacies so, on um, it? Yeah. Um, so you like make a transaction on Bitcoin, for example, the blockchain records it 
um, and it stores the data. So it's a database. So it stores the data into blocks. So um, new data coming in gets stored into a block. And when that block is full, it attaches itself onto the last block that was filled up in chronological order. So this makes the um, transactions like public and viewable. So you can like go on to the Bitcoin blockchain and see every transaction in chronological order and as they happen to like different uh, wallets and that kind of stuff. Um, the way it, it uh, becomes decentralized as well is like it shares the itself among different computers or nodes, if you want to call it that. So like, for example, my computer and your computer are two different nodes and the blockchain will share itself among that. So if someone tried mm -hmm. to hack my computer um, and change the data inside of it, it wouldn't um, allow it because the other computer is still tracking that same data. So yeah, um, I guess that's uh, basic information. If you want to get into a little more detail, um, Bitcoin and Ethereum blockchains are slightly different in the way they store the data. Mm. But um, yeah, that's about it, really. Yeah, like if you could talk to talk a bit like more to that, I'd be really interested um, to hear. Yeah, so Bitcoin, I'm not too too educated on it, but like Bitcoin just stores it in like a normal block. While I think ethereum it's it's i don't know it's like a po po3 block or something it's like some some different code name but yeah um um as well as like so for um um bitcoin the normal data we see is just um transactions so just like transactions coming through but on ethereum like you can also store like countless variety of data so you you can also store like the transactions but it can be used for anything else as well so yeah Hmm. Interesting. That's really cool. Um, okay. And like, can you explain, because there's obviously we've talked about the, like what the cryptocurrency is, yeah. um, what the blockchain is and how it works. Mm -hmm. Um, can you explain the difference between like the main currencies, which is obviously Bitcoin and Ethereum, um, yeah. and what, like what they are and the differences between them? Yeah, sure. So like I stated before, Bitcoin is, is just like, a peer-to-peer -peer, um, transaction system where you can send money to someone else, they can send money to you, whatever. Um, Ethereum is that as well, but it's it's more scalable. So what, what happened is when Bitcoin was first made um, and it started to gain popularity, it, it became like very slow in how the system, um, you know, or how long it took to do transactions within the system. So what happened is a person, the person who made um, Ethereum set out to solve that problem. So as well as how to transfer between people, you can actually build decentralized apps on top of Ethereum. So like Ethereum is like this big computer where you can build on top of it. So Ethereum is the first layer and then you can build different things on top of it, like a second layer, decentralized app, third layer, fourth layer. So yeah, so you have I always things. get confused by the actual apps that they build like upon it. Yeah. How does that work? How does it work? So yeah, so like Ethereum, how do I explain this? So Ethereum is like the first layer, which is like the mm. main um like environment, if you want to call it that. So it's like the main environment that records all of the transactions. So let's um what's a decentralized app on Ethereum? I think there's one called uh Uni, which is like an exchange, like um so you can transfer different coins on the Ethereum network between each other. So that is built on top of the Ethereum system and allows you to like, it's a, just like a ledger 
for the Ethereum system where you can transfer different ETH coins with each other. So yeah, um, yeah. So ETH is just like a big, big computer that allows you to build different programs on top of it and like scale it better. So yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I didn't actually know that because I always get confused by how the applications are like created on the blockchain because yeah. it is so like complex because we can't see it in like practical terms. No, yeah, it it's is very like complex. it's like back in the two thousands when the internet was first released and everyone's like knows it's important, knows yeah. it's relevant, but like don't under fully understand how no, how yeah. it worked. And now we can't no, even yeah. imagine a, a life without it. No, yeah, I um, I still really don't actually fully understand how it works. There's a lot of like intricate details that you need to really go into, um, like to research to actually fully understand it. But I think the good thing about crypto as well is, is you don't need to have that much knowledge to actually be involved in it. You know, like having the basic yeah. knowledge on and understanding like what crypto is, um, Bitcoin, Ethereum, and like how they function, um, is probably all you need. Yeah. Yeah, like my understanding is cryptocurrency is the means of exchange between like it it's creates like a store of value in terms of the actual currencies. Yeah. Um and it's yeah, it's a means of exchange between goods and services and then the blockchain is like the technology in which yeah. cryptocurrencies operate on. Yeah, that's, that's my exactly understanding. Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Um okay. Moving on, why is Bitcoin and Ethereum the main currency everyone thinks of when they think of crypto? Um, because yes. there are so many other yeah, coins so out there. Many. There's so many. Um, yeah, so basically Bitcoin was the um, the first ever, like, it wasn't the first of its kind because there was actually other projects before Bitcoin that actually tried to um, create this sort of technology. But Bitcoin was like the first one to succeed to like um, solve uh, issues like double spending and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, um, Bitcoin has been around oh, for ages. I, I think it was made in like 2009 or something like that. Yeah, so it's been been a while. Um, so yeah, I guess that is why like Bitcoin is this huge thing. It's the first of its kind. Um, everyone knows its name. Um, it's the first one to ever like have exponential growth um, in its price in the crypto space. Um, yeah. And the, I think Ethereum is second is because it sort of like sought out to fix the issues that was that Bitcoin bring. Like, so Bitcoin um, has a scalability issue. So like when, as more and more people start to use it, uh, transaction times become slower and slower. So Ethereum sought out to fix that issue. And like, I think, that's why it's the second most popular one. And it just had the same amount of growth and that kind of thing. Um, in my opinion, like in the future, honestly, I don't think either of these two will be like the top cryptos once like the space has like, you know, fully um, evolved and fixed issues and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, uh, what do you mean by that? Like what currencies do you think will solidify themselves? I think currencies that have better scalability because like ethereum um while it did sort of fix the issue bitcoin brain it also didn't so like i think currencies like that are layer twos that are built on top of systems such as ethereum that have better scalability and that kind of stuff will um be better uh in terms of like 
how they function and that kind of stuff. So yeah. Do you have any coins that come to mind when you're thinking of this? Um, not necessarily. No, I I don't know many layer twos. I know a lot of layer ones that um allow you to build on top of them them but no i don't know any really layer two coins that i can think of right now yeah Yeah. no that's okay um yeah because i i didn't actually know that it took hours for it to actually make the transfer uh like for the transfers to occur i actually thought it was like much quicker than that just because of the fact it can it can be um much quicker but sometimes when the network is like um you know receiving a lot of stress so there's a lot of people on it it can take a long time especially for bigger transactions so if you're exchanging mm. a bigger amount so yeah i find that really fascinating because like that was one of their biggest differentiators from centralized systems that everyone loved about yeah the, about bitcoin and the blockchain yeah. so i'm like yeah no i didn't know that um because like i yeah. yeah i i purchase cryptocurrency but i don't use it as a means of exchange to buy Same. things and like transfer yeah like good yeah transfer yeah. funds through no yeah so um yeah it's kind of ironic i guess because the whole point of crypto was to remove the centralized part which which is that they have done but also to like have faster transactions that kind of stuff which in some cases they do but in some cases they don't so yeah it's kind of a 50 50 uh thing that's still sorting to be fixed i guess yeah yeah i guess like problems always arise with like new technology but like yeah yeah, need improvements and like efficiencies um yeah yeah so like on that main topic like where do you think what do you think the like future of cryptocurrency will look like and like i don't Um, know just the futures of the future of the overall sort of sphere yeah i definitely i definitely think it's going to be positive in the future um at least that's what I believe. You know, I um I definitely feel like we'll, people will uh fix the problems that have arose now and what crypto actually sorts out to do. I think as more governments and corporations um get along to it as well and it becomes more regulated and that kind of stuff and actually seen um as something like a, I know it's like identified as a like an asset by banks and that kind of stuff, but like uh, actually seen by like um big countries such as the US, I'm pretty sure the US are incorporating like a bill or something to actually have crypto, um, what's the word, um, monitored and that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, as, as more countries like actually see crypto as, as like a real thing, I guess, um, I think the space will definitely become uh, better uh, in sort of the problems it sorts out to, to fix. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you I think, think we'll probably. be like predominantly exchanging? Because there's been there's a lot of talk about using cryptos as like a sole as as a sole means of exchange in terms of like getting rid of gold yeah. and silver. And then also, do you think we'll be in a completely cashless society? Like, how do you think crypto will ch- shape the way that we live? I'm curious. Um. <laughs> yeah. Get your thoughts. Yeah. I I honestly like when I first got into to crypto and like um you know, was learning a lot about it. I definitely had, had like ideas that um, it would be like a society where like people only use crypto and that kind of stuff. But now I'm not quite sure. I know with like the increasing rates of inflation and all that kind of stuff going on, um, it definitely sees, seems more viable 
mm-hmm. as as a as a means of exchange. Yeah. But um, yeah, I I think I think in I I can't say a time frame. I maybe five ten years time we will definitely see the increase of like how crypto is used uh, or like how often it is used uh, in in like society and that kind of stuff. So yeah, I f- I, I, I'm not really sh- sorry. No, 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 that's okay. Go on. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not really sure like if we'll be in a cashless society, but uh, I think crypto w- will probably be a more dominant means of currency in the future. Yeah. Yeah. What problems do you think cryptocurrency solves is like, the speed of transactions the yeah so so like, like the, the fraudulent tried... yeah uh, to limit it sorry yeah. mitigate fraudulent activity <laughs> yeah so um so yeah the, the main problem it sought out to solve was the removal of a centralized um organization such as a bank and to speed up transactions so they happen much quicker um i think you know, they're sort of halfway there with, you know, speeding up transactions as I stated before, but at the same time, there could be a lot of improvement. Um, with like fraudulent activity, I've read a lot of stuff how it allowed it more, but at the same time, I'm not sure like um I think it's easier to detect because of like the public um um blockchain uh ledger. You know, yeah. Led, yeah, like the public ledger. Um you know, corporations such as the CIA or all those kinds of people can actually like go through and um, see where each transaction is going and that kind of stuff. So yeah, I find that really fascinating because yeah, you make a you make a valid point. Like, I know that in the initial stages, blockchain was used by like like on the dark web to make transactions yeah. for yeah. illegal activities. <laughs> um, but then they're like promoting themselves as like it's going to mitigate fraudulent activities because the blockchain's a transparent yeah. lender. <laughs> and then I found that interesting because then, yeah. yeah, like you said, the CIA could just go and like find that transaction from like 2008. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. I think, I think there was actually like a huge bust recently of like $3.4 billion in Bitcoin. Like these uh, like couples stole from an exchange and like um, the FBI like went through all like the public keys and that kind of stuff. And actually, like, found them and like where the the Bitcoin was and that kind of stuff. So yeah, at um like at the same time, while well, it can seem to increase, um you know, fraud and like illegal activity, uh, I think there's also like arguments like uh, like you know you can actually find it and where mm. where it's going that kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah, and I think maybe back in the initial stages it wasn't regulated, whereas now like it's in the public eye. Like large institutions yeah. are like yeah. acquiring cryptocurrency, and you know yeah, there's exactly. reform and legislative changes happening in the like space that is like solidifying yeah. it as something important. Yeah, exactly. And, um, exactly. and then obviously that means that like governments and like yeah, lots of governments are, are more alerted to what's occurring and being transacted on in that sort of space whereas before it probably wasn't yeah. regulated as much um no yeah i think i think it having more traction and more uh, more seen in the public eye definitely does assist uh yeah yeah interesting um what is your like favorite coin that you've coin that you've um... purchased or hold <laughs> So yeah, right now I only hold Bitcoin and Ethereum. I don't really hold anything else. Um, 
I'm just going to go with a basic answer and say Ethereum. Yeah, I think Ethereum is definitely my favorite coin. I, I just like the way it functions and what you can do and, and what's been done on it um, and all that. Yeah, it's a very, very cool environment. Yeah. What are your thoughts on staking, actually? Staking, I think. Also, just for the listeners to like explain what staking is as well. Sorry. So, yeah, um, staking is like when you have a certain amount of a coin and then you, I don't know, you give it to that network and then it will give you yield or like a, a, a yearly return. So like say I have like 100 Ethereum and I stake it at like a 10% APY, I'd get 10% of my 100 yeah. each year. And so it's like providing it providing liquidity like to, liquidity. Yeah. well, the, like I don't know if you call it a comp company like providing a liquidity to that coin if that makes sense into the market into the market so yeah 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 so it provides liquidity as well as um now on the ethereum network when you um stake your coin it helps actually mine more ethereum for that uh for that network so that's actually what i was going to talk about so i was gonna say what's mining (laughs) so yeah so like it's it's proof of work so so as i was saying before um it's cryptocurrency uses cryptography, which is solving solution uh, problems and finding solutions. So the proof of work is that solving part of the crypto. So um, in proof of work, you have uh, your computer solve the, let's say a math equation that allows you to get one Bitcoin, which is the mining process. Um, unfortunately, like the, the proof of work, um sort of system has just made it like for people who have wealthy amounts of money to just buy heaps of computers and that kind of stuff to mine these things at like increasingly high rates so like anyone like you and me we can do it but we wouldn't be as nearly as as efficient as these people so um i think proof of stake or like moving from proof of work to proof of stake um is a good alternative um, it may not work as well as proof of work, but it is it's much better than proof of work for like many different reasons. Um, and, and as you well think as that, you can. It's more worthwhile earn. to like stake an axis than. Um, do you think it's more worthwhile to stake an axis than actually buy? Speaking of which, I'm actually staking one right now because I've been <laughs> waiting for this to open up. The cap actually was like really. Be- Have you heard of axes? Axes, an earn to play token, but they've got an RPY of sixty three percent, and I've been trying to get in for like the last two weeks. Oh wow! (laughs) Okay, no, I haven't heard of that. (laughs) Yeah, so I just did it then (laughs) because my boyfriend was anyway. Sorry, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I've been waiting. I'm doing it right now. (laughs) Um, yeah. So, do you think stake you're better off staking a token or um just like holding the actual? coin in itself or? um i don't know i think that's a difficult question you know i feel like if you have low amounts probably not probably not not worth to to stake but as you like um you know acquire more maybe yes staking is a viable option or if you you know for example so you can transfer your eth coin into a um usd coin which is just sits at a flat one dollar and then you can stake that so if you're just having something some money sitting around yeah go ahead and stake it you know you could earn a couple more dollars on the side if you want Mm. but um yeah i think when you're first getting into crypto it's probably just a better acquire it you know it's definitely better 
to just acquire then steak. Yeah. Yeah. I think when you're like first starting out, just dip your toes in the water, get comfortable with yeah. the coins. Um, like obviously do your research and the main coins obviously Bitcoin and Ethereum. I think a lot of people favor yeah. Ethereum over Bitcoin purely because of the techno like they've like you said earlier, they've set out to fix the pro- initial problems that Bitcoin had and are like obviously yeah. succeeding in doing that um yeah and then yeah obviously staking but you know, i find it really interesting because staking is something similar to what is actually done in the public markets um as well okay and i cannot for the life of me remember the name of what it is but people actually do give their money to allow company to help liquidate the market and then in that they yeah. provided a set yield uh, okay, and usually yeah. at a decent rate, like, but probably not yeah. as good as what you could find on the crypto, on cryptos. No, yeah, yeah. there's some crazy, like, um, yield percentages on crypto that you can find. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really know much about, like, the, um, like the, like the stock markets, that kind of stuff. I was trying to get into it once I was learning about crypto, but I thought I'd just stick with one sort of area. So, yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with you, like, You've got to do. You've got to really fully understand the. It's with any investment. You've got to fully understand the risks associated yeah. Um, no, yeah. with why you're making that investment, and then also, um, like, and then once you understand fully how it works and what why you're actually putting your money in there, not because it's just a trend, then you can sort of yeah, yeah mitigate that risk. And there's like a level of margin of safety. And then when you feel yeah. comfortable, and then you want to look more into staking, well, then you can do that as well. It's just another yeah, option. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. The last closing question that we ask every listener on the show. What is the one thing yeah. you cannot live without? The one thing I cannot live without. Oh, that's difficult. Um <laughs> We usually say like it could be an app, a person, like it could be your mo- something you do every day in your morning routine. I'm just going to say my phone. Yeah. <laughs> I could not live without my phone. I um yeah, I went on a trip to Cambodia in high school and I had to go two weeks out my phone. I was practically like craving it at the end, like I needed it. So yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what like how we would go if we were like just abstaining from our phone usage and just dinner. Because your 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 brain just associates with that like addictive yeah, using your fingers. And then it's just like yeah. if you don't have it, you feel I don't know. I don't know what would happen. <laughs> I I don't think I would survive. It would be very hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, you like day three and then waiting to like your, your hands yeah. are like, I need to touch something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Anyway. Um, well, thank you so much, Zach, for like coming on and just like covering the basics. No um, just helping, you know, everyone or like the equity girl, commu- equity girls community just better understand cryptocurrency and like it was great for you to come on and kick off this four-part series um so yeah Yeah. super excited for the next couple of weeks to come um but anyway i think we'll close off oh no that's okay i think we'll close off today's episode so bye see ya thank you for listening today before you go i want to remind you that everything discussed is general in nature we are unaware of your personal circumstances so the information we have discussed may not be right for you it is important to consider your personal situation and seek financial advice from a licensed advisor 
Amy Baker is an authorised representative of Lifestyle Asset Management Propriety Limited, Australian Financial Service Licence 288241. Recap Advice is a trading name of Recap Enterprises Propriety Limited, ABN 226078542400, a corporate authorised representative of Lifestyle Asset Management, AFSL 288241. I would also like to acknowledge the Bidigal and Gadigal people who are the traditional custodians of this land. I would like to pay respects to the elders, both past and present of the Bidigal and Gadigal nations and extend that respect to other Aboriginal pe people. Thank you for listening and don't forget to share the love by sharing this podcast. Have a wonderful day wherever you are. Mm -hmm.